Um, we're just gonna dive right in. Yeah, so let's just jump right in. Um, <laughs> why don't you introduce yourselves? Oh, um, is that okay? <laughs> Your name is Jordan, so that's how you would introduce yourself. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, here, introduce yourself, say your name, your favorite color, and uh, <laughs> um, your favorite thing about me. <laughs> okay. I don't know you um, well enough. <laughs> think, uh, you can't think of what your favorite thing. thing should be interesting. <laughs> um, okay. My name is Mandisa. My favorite color is I actually don't have a favorite color to be honest. And um my favorite thing about Maisha, oh her sense of humor, I think that like has to be. I was actually kidding about the third one, but thank you. Well, yeah, there yeah. you go. I, I, I didn't <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is awful. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is Jordan, and my favorite colors are red and blue. Wonder why? I got the sign back there with my old Montreal. <laughs> People can't see that on the podcast, but, <laughs> so, but yeah. So. <laughs> so why don't you? tell all the tea bags out there also somebody pointed out that when i say tea bags for deeply steeped it sounds like i'm saying something else yeah on the record i am not saying that <laughs> what are you tea saying bags. tea like you mean like physical tea bags, tea bags. The tea that you okay. heard podcast is called deeply steeped oh i like that thank you so my fans are called tea bags <laughs> Like, uh, I don't like that. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah, it's something. Okay. So why don't you uh, tell us how you met? How we met? We met at work. Um, I was working for a company in PEI that also has properties in Miramichi, New Brunswick, where we live now. And I... Um, got transferred over here for the winter time because it's a seasonal property so they like put you other properties sometimes for the winter and I got transferred over here to Miramichi and that is where we met Jordan worked here he worked in the kitchen and yeah <laughs> that's how we met <laughs> Jordan do you remember the first time you met Mandisa uh yes i do um i was a dishwasher at the time and she was a manager and i wasn't having a good day i was having a rough day I was busy and i had a lot on my plate that day but uh she came over to me and she tried to tell me a better way to do my job mm. and I wasn't having it. <laughs> so first conversation was a fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was pretty much. It was pretty much a fight. No, it wasn't a fight. We just said, yeah, we exchanged words. It wasn't a fight. Yeah, yet. we exchanged words. I, I I rolled my eyes at you. I, yeah, I do believe. Whoa, yeah. insubordinate. <laughs> you redeem yourself after that. How did it go from that to like <laughs> engage? <laughs> too engaged <laughs> just the next day no, <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, I think like, I know for sure that um, that place does not bring out the best in people. So it was like, that, that was the first time we had a real interaction with each other, mm. but I had known and like seen you before that. That was just the first time we had a real interaction, but I think we had like met and I mean, sure. like said hi before that, but like we didn't really know each other. We didn't really know each other, no, because at first I wasn't, um, I wasn't staying there for long term. So I honestly didn't really take the time to get to know a lot of the staff because I was only supposed to be there for two weeks at first. And then it turned into like four months and then I ended up staying permanently. But um, once we got to know each other, like I, we started talking more and, you know, like I definitely believe that like first impressions aren't necessarily always correct, but, but I mean that it, it's hard for me to, I don't know, this is a bad explanation. <laughs> <laughs> how we went from <laughs> that to dating but basically we just like started talking more and getting to know each other after I took the job permanently and um Jordan offered to help me move my stuff from Prince Edward Island to Miramichi and it was like that car ride I, I already knew that he liked me because everybody was like making little comments and stuff yeah. and I think you actually tried to ask me out one time before that yeah, yeah. but it was in I a think... really bad way <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and what did you so say I... to you? what how did you try to ask her out before he was like or do you remember this? I don't that remember no. this. <laughs> he was like helping me with something. And um, it was the day oh, we were yes, cleaning I the racks. I remember that. We were cleaning <laughs> off these racks and Jordan was helping me. And I said, thank you. And he was like, oh, you're going to have to do something to No, 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 no. I was like, I think I said something like, you want me to keep helping you? I have to buy you dinner or something? I don't know. No, said. you said that I have to buy you dinner for, oh, for helping you. you yeah, for was. helping me with like cleaning off this rack. <laughs> and all dinner. the other guys in the kitchen were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like I was like, um, okay. <laughs> if you want to go out on a date with me, you can ask me properly. Like I just like I pretty much just walked away. I was like, you know, no. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It was so like I feel like it was just like not, I yeah. don't know. It just like happened and then it, it, we forgot I, about it the I, next I, moment. I think but it was awkward. So it, it was weird. That's why I, <laughs> I think that's why I just like asked you to help you move. So then like, yeah. you know, I, I get to like know who you are. and Yeah, but it was that, that car ride because we were the only ones in our car when, because I was driving a cargo van over and Jordan rode with me and then two other people were driving. They drove my car over. And, um, yeah, that's how, that was when we, like, first really, you know, started talking, and, and, um, well, I guess we were talking before that, but that was, like, that was the time that we spent together where I was, like, okay, I think I would like to, like, get to know you more, like, on a deeper level instead yeah. of just, like, co-workers. So, yeah, that, and then after that, Jordan asked me out on a date. And we went out for ice cream. 
Oh, what an experience that was. Wow. <laughs> it was a good time. And then we went out for dinner after that. And then we just started like hanging more. And I think we were going on dates for like two weeks before you officially asked me to like be your girlfriend. If people still do that anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> we first yeah. had, but after two weeks, we had been going on dates. And then he was like, should I like be calling you my girlfriend? Because other people already are. So we had that conversation. And then um, eight months after that, we got engaged. And yeah. Did you say when he asked if he could call you girlfriend, were you like, yeah, sure. Or were you like, let me think about it. Um, no, I pretty much knew. I actually called my parents. He asked me, it was on Jordan's birthday. And I was in Nova Scotia. And I already kind of like had strong feelings for Jordan pretty much. And so he was in, no I was in Nova Scotia on his birthday and he had told me that he was going out with his friends for his birthday. And um, so I wasn't worried about it. And then he texted me and said all of his friends ditched him for his birthday. And yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, like that's so horrible. And I love celebrating like every little thing. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. So I drove back from Nova Scotia <laughs> to Miramichi so that I could be with Jordan on his birthday. Yeah. And I remember on the That's way amazing. back, I called my parents and I was like, I think he's going to like ask me to be his girlfriend because, and that was the first time they ever heard about Jordan at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not anyone about him yeah, that we've been going on dates or anything. So I called him and I was like, yes, I'm going out on dates with this guy, Jordan. And I think he's going to ask me to be his girlfriend tonight. So <laughs> I just wanted to tell you. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, but no, I wasn't, so I wasn't surprised. I, I kind of knew that it was coming. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense that's quite the story drove all the way back <laughs> I, know. I know my well tandy was like tandy my sister who i was visiting for people who don't know <laughs> she was like you should go you should go and i was like no like we're not even official that's just crazy for me to drive all the way back like because i had just driven to nova scotia the previous day and it's a five-hour drive and she was like no like do it you should go and i was like okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Jordan, what was like the point that you knew that you were into Mandy's or that you wanted to be official? Um, honestly, it, it's either, it's probably almost at first sight. I know that sounds cheesy, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, when I first saw Mandisa, uh, I mean, I was interested in her for sure. And uh, it took me about two months to have the courage just to even, like, actually, like, talk to her. And, well, the problem with that, too, was she wasn't supposed to stay, like she said. So mm -hmm. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to ask her. But then when I heard that she was staying, I, I, was, I was really happy about it. So <laughs> okay. I think that's when I uh, started asking her out. Cool. So you knew before you had that argument 
Yeah. I mean, I've matured a lot. (laughs) I think that argument that we had was a little bit of him trying to like show off for me in some way. I don't know. Even though it did not impress me at all. Yeah, guys are guys. guys. That's not an excuse. What do you think is the biggest thing you learned about yourself, like, over the past couple of years being together? I need to think for a minute. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned about myself is how much I actually need to rely on God. Because when I first met Mandisa, I believed in God, but I, uh, I never had a relationship with him. I just like, all right, he's my guy, he's my creator, yeah, whatever, you know? But then, like, uh, ever since we met, I met Mandisa, she introduced me more to God. Our first time going down to her sister candy spot, we went to church, and I, uh, in the sermon, I, I actually cried. And it was, it was just really touched my soul. And from that moment on, I told her I want to go to church every single Sunday. So from then on, we started going to church every single Sunday, and I started really finding out who God was by his word and by our pastor here. And we've gotten a close relationship with our pastor too. So I think that helps a lot. But yeah, so beforehand, I didn't realize how much I needed a guy. I had a lot of anxiety and a little bit of depression. I had some problems going on, but once I really found who God was and how much he loves me and uh, yeah, that my whole lifestyle just had a huge turn. My anxiety went away, my depression went down and from from since on, it's been a good road so far. Happy to grow. What was your, I mean, you don't have to go super in depth, but like, what was your spiritual life like before you were dating Mandy? So like, were you, had you been going to church at all? Like, how did you learn about God? Was it like? So growing up, I was, uh, I just went to uh, a Catholic church, but, um, for me, honestly, just the, the way it was ran, and plus it was in French, not English, I, it wasn't a big interest with me. And I don't know, as a kid, I, I really didn't care for all the rules they had set. And it was hard, like, I mean, I, I could understand a bit of French, but it was just really hard to, to, to catch a grip on it, right? And that church really isn't about the relationship they're more about the rules and when I found uh, a church that actually showed me how much God loves me uh, that's when it took a big turn in my life for myself right how about you Manisa what was my question again (laughs) oh uh, the biggest thing you learned about yourself um I don't know I feel like I've learned a lot I've learned a lot in general. Biggest thing I've learned about myself is probably like just the way that I communicate with people. Like I've learned, I think I've learned to um, 
like communicate my feelings better and have like have tough conversations a lot better than I used to be able to because um, I used to just try to avoid all the hard conversations and now I actually enjoy the tough conversations because I feel like it actually brings you closer which is just true um, but not that I not that I go looking for tough conversations but I can actually um, enjoy them a lot better and um, I guess I've just learned to appreciate people's to appreciate and handle people's differences um, like relationship wise a lot better like Jordan is very much like an like a commute like a talker like he wants to talk through all the issues and I'm really like an internal processor so I really like to just process everything for myself I don't really like it when people speak into my problems unless I've asked them to and so um you know if we're having conflict or even just if I'm having my own conflict and I just want to talk about it um I've just learned to appreciate more so how people um or to handle how people communicate differently than I do you know like if people are speaking and I don't necessarily want them to I can still appreciate like what they're trying to do and that's been a big thing I think that's good yeah and you guys were I mean correct me if I'm wrong but <laughs> you guys were each other's like first relationship relationship right yes yeah so I guess like it's interesting because you were both learning that together and alone versus like one person having a ton of experience with serious relationships like you kind of had to figure that out together eh? yeah I mean I feel like growing up I like you know because you were there like we study relationships so much in the in the church like you know reading books and going to seminars and all the girls always talk about relationships and crushes and boys like when you're you know, you had the girls' nights and the guys' nights. It was always about each other. And I'm like, why were we never, looking back, it's like, why were we never talking about what a blessing it is to, like, be who you are, just who you are, without, like, talking about the opposite sex? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but but we talk about relationships so much, and I just kind of realized that you, like, you really not that you don't know anything because you can definitely go in with some wisdom, but there's a lot that when you actually have to put it into practice, it like hits a lot differently <laughs> when you're just studying it. You know, it's easy to say things when you're just studying it or thinking about it in the future. But when you actually have to put these things into practice, it's really, really hard. And like nothing shows you your own flaws and your own selfishness more than being in a relationship so yeah it's hard and we have learned a lot a lot of lessons but yeah it's been good <laughs> and especially both of you coming from different backgrounds in terms of like church or your views on dating I'm sure like because there was there's probably still is like such a trend of like young preteen girls young teenage girls that are constantly watching YouTube videos about relationships, reading books, like every lesson with just the girls at youth is about relationships and love. <laughs> and, 
and it's I understand the interest like obviously it's an interesting thing to talk yeah. about but it, it I feel like it can be really harmful <laughs> like yeah you kind of become yeah. obsessed with this idea of this whatever you think a relationship is going to look like and then mm. you get older and you're like that was all not very realistic <laughs> or like the standards that were you know like courtship versus dating and just all of this random weird stuff that we put so much pressure on and mm-hmm. when you get there I feel like I don't know like did you experience it being like um did you experience like harmful effects from that being in a relationship like was there stuff that you were like oh this isn't supposed to be like this or this isn't like how did you kind of deal with the like quote-unquote baggage (laughs) from like (laughs) learning about it when you were younger like if you have anything to say you can jump in (laughs) I definitely first of all I would definitely call it baggage (laughs) because it's definitely and and that's something that I always or I never thought I would be dealing with like growing up I was like I came from a good house I had a loving family I had great friends I had an amazing upbringing that I do not take for granted at all um but but I um yeah like I would definitely say that I came into the relationship with baggage in terms of um ideals of what I thought everything was going to be like and I I remember I actually was reading an article that Alyssa Bethke wrote about the same topic about her emotional baggage that she came into relationship thinking it was going to be one way and it wasn't that way. And, um, it didn't really hit me until I read that. I was like, yeah, like this, this really is like something that I need to work through. And it took me like quite a bit and a lot of, you know, talking to different people, talking to friends, talking to family and, people at church and asking them what how do I reconcile like these differences between what I thought I was going to be and what was actually true and good to expect instead of what were just my ideals that now I'm disappointed because I thought it was going to look this way you know and um uh I think because I think you watch all these videos and you know girls are like, oh, my husband was more than I ever expected him to be, and God brought this man into my life, and it all just sounds so spiritual and so intense, and you're like, well, if it, if I didn't hear it from the lips of Jesus that this is my future husband, or that I should be dating this guy, or, or I should get that job, or whatever, then it, it can't be what is supposed to be, you know? And, um, like, I definitely think we over-spiritualize a lot of parts of our lives. Yes. And so that was a big thing. Like, um, yeah, I think just the biggest thing was just that you, you know, we over-spiritualize the, the feeling of, okay, this is my future husband or, you know, and I think it's good to look for confirmation, but confirmation is going to look like your family saying, yeah, I think he's great. And when you go through your, you know, you go to your pastor, people that know the two of you, and if they are saying that this looks good, then, and you're praying through the whole process, and you feel peace about it, then you're probably good, <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm not to make it sound so, like, just do it, but, but realistically, you have to make a move eventually, and, it just and helps you know, reaffirm. yeah, like, it, and it, I think it's great to look 
to pray to God and ask him for specific confirmation. Um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's partly about the work that you put into it as well. And, um, yeah, I don't want, I don't want this to sound like you shouldn't be asking God for confirmation. I think just when you're younger and especially if you grew up in the church and there's this huge, like, you know, mentality of around dating in this way, like, um, it's kind of viewed as the be all and end all of your spiritual life. <laughs> like God will send you your husband and then you're done. Like that's your yeah. life. You know, that's the most important thing in your life. And that's it. Now you're a wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, if someone joins you along your path that aligns with what you are already doing for the Lord or what he already has for you, then like, fantastic. But, um, I think sometimes we expect God to like give us like spoon <laughs> feed us yeah. every little part of our life. Here's your job. Here's your house. Here's your husband. Here's your that like, and then when he doesn't do that, or we don't feel like it's a thus saith the Lord kind of moment, then we're like, <laughs> when am I supposed to, am I not like, was it, you know, yeah. like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about this for hours and we have, yeah, honestly. <laughs> But I'll say one more thing and then Jordan can talk. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. Um, like, I have nothing to add. That was all I wanted. <laughs> but um, in the devotional I was reading, it was talking about the difference between your calling and dreams. Mm-hmm. And it was saying how, like, dreams are things that, like, you wish for your future that you can imagine. And, like, you probably have so many different dreams. You could go so many different ways. And you're like, these are the dreams I have for myself, including, like, a job, a spouse, where you're going to live, who are you going to travel, like all these kind of things. But your calling is different. Like your calling is like something that God has given you that's not going to change and that can't be taken away and that can't fail. And it's probably much more broad than these specific dreams that we have for ourselves. Like your calling in life could be like to help children or to like, I don't know, help the be a peacemaker yeah like and so in any of those things that you pursue any of those dreams that you pursue like your calling stays the same mm-hmm. and sometimes like part of god's plan for you is includes like part of those dreams or like you know he could work that out for you but in the end like we should be basing our lives and our futures around our calling rather than the dreams that we have because <laughs> like even looking back to the dreams that I had for myself five years ago they're very different than where I am now yeah like my calling that God has placed in me has never changed Mm -hmm. so hey George (laughs) anything to say you don't have to say anything (laughs) if you have anything to say you can I don't even remember my original question it was um, oh anything about um being in a relationship that you kind of had to deal with because it wasn't what you expected or I mean, I, I guess going into relationship, it, it was different for me from being like, put yourself in my shoes where I'm not a full-on, full-on Christian compared to like dating someone that is a full-on Christian. I, I had, I had lots to learn and I, I think there was definitely, it definitely had complications in our relationship but I mean that was just because she was at one point 
of how strong our faith was and I, I was just starting out right so but after I I took some time I mean we're still we're still dating obviously but I actually started focusing more of my time on God and to learn him better so that I could understand Mandy some more in a way but by doing that I grew a connection with God and uh yeah yeah, and I think, I think that I always, like, I always um, expected growing up that my future husband or my, you know, anyone I dated was going to be someone who was a Christian their whole lives. Like, I did not expect to fall in love with somebody who was, like, just starting out in the Christian walk. Like, not that you were at the very beginning, because I knew when we started dating that you believed in God. And... Yeah, and you like generally had an understanding of what faith was, but I, but I knew, I got to, came to realize that your relationship with God wasn't the same as mine, like it wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't as life holding as mine, I guess, like mine, for me, faith is my motivation, was and is my motivation for everything. And for you, it was like something that was over here that you weren't necessarily like working towards like every day. So um, that was definitely something that was different. And um, honestly, like in the beginning of our relationship was something that made me nervous because but it was something I was very clear about from the beginning was that I needed to be and share my life with somebody who um, had the same value, placed the same value on their faith as me. And so I think that was something that when we first, you know, before we were serious, it was like, okay, Jordan kind of had to figure out if that was something he wanted to pursue because you know, in order to have a future with me, he had to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And, um, you know, I didn't want to, I never forced him or asked him to do anything. I was like, I, it can't come from me. It has to come yeah, from you. And, and that, that, I didn't, that was a hard thing. So when me and Mandy first started dating, people, like everyone at work, even, even my sister's, for saying that, oh, I'm just believing in God because for Mandisa or because of Mandisa, because I wouldn't want to lose her. But it's it's uh, God does the changing, not Mandisa. Because if if I if I if I went to believe in God just for Mandisa, the whole relationship would fail. I'd be living the whole relationship would be a fall, right. right? So. I really had to grow a relationship with him. And then, of course, he blesses me. Find my wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been real or it wouldn't have lasted if it was just playing. Oh, exactly. Out. Right? Like, yeah. I guess for people in general, is the person that you're considering sharing your life with considering how their lives might have to change in order to be with you? And I think that's more so natural in men when they see a woman that they are interested in, they're like, and it really actually changes, it's like changes them. 
then that's really what they're, um, I guess I'm not a male expert, but I think that's something that guys look for. Well, is that fair to say? I kind of like to compare it as like, you're almost looking for your mom, but not really. <laughs> no, 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 this out. You want to cut this out. Uh, I'm just, I, 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 I'm just saying like, like, your they mom. They say every girl marries her father. So no, I but, but <laughs> like, 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 your mom is the first woman that you, you actually love, right? Mm -hmm. And she's always pushing you to be better, do greater things. And if, if you are raised that way, I feel like you are searching for a woman that that's going to help you make you better. And yeah. you know what I mean? You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like the mom part was unnecessary. <laughs> well, no. Well. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> it makes sense now I, I think anybody they yeah, that goes for anybody if you're if the person that you're with is not um inspiring you to be better then it's probably just not worth it because ultimately marriage is and relationships are for our sanctification yeah you're, they're supposed to be you know re all relationships and all of us are meant to help each other become more and more holy and more and more like Jesus. But your marriage and your relationship is like going to be the biggest part of that growing up or as you grow. Right. And so if you're not sharing your life with somebody who is also interested in becoming mm. more and more like Jesus or just better in general, if you're not interested in growing, then relationships not probably yeah. not for you. <laughs> Yeah. What's been the hardest part about planning a wedding? I mean, um, you're also planning a COVID wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that, that, is, that, that is goes without saying. Yeah, yeah COVID has been COVID. hard. <laughs> but the hardest part, outside of that, the hardest part, I think, of planning. I'm a wedding planner, so there's not a lot that's been very hard for me. I don't know about you. Besides COVID, is there anything that's been, like, difficult for you? I mean, we've had uh, disagreements on, like, the color of tuxes that I don't <laughs> want to wear, of course. But, yeah, well, I don't know. See, I felt like I, I was always raised where it's the bride's day. I mean, it's my day too, but it's the bride day. And she knows what she wants. And, right? So, uh, I was, man. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was raised by by three women. Too, yeah. So. <laughs> and if you don't really uh, care about all the little details, yeah, just, you know, let her handle it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I wanted one thing. I wanted a burgundy suit. <laughs> and, and that was no. <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> so, it doesn't go with the colors. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. I'll wear what you want me to wear. As long yeah. as you're happy. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say anything's been particularly difficult, difficult. for me. Um, yeah, I guess there's there's been a few things where I've had to like a few times where I've had to realize, you know, what was 
possible and what was actually not possible. But mm. in general, I didn't have crazy big expectations. I knew the colors I wanted and I knew the people I wanted there, especially. But besides COVID <laughs> ruining the plans, um, nothing fun like logistically has been mm. too difficult. It's been a pretty pleasant process. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's different for you because you're a wedding planner. <laughs> yeah. So like, Climber, yeah, <laughs> I've done this a few times. So. It would just come naturally for you to plan your own wedding, like probably <laughs> really quickly. Yeah. And I already had the contacts. Like I didn't have to go through finding vendors and all this stuff. Like I already knew exactly who I wanted to decorate, who I wanted to take my pictures and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a little bit smooth that way. <laughs> The last question is, what advice would you have for anybody who is trying to plan a COVID wedding right now? Oh, yes. Oh, mm. my goodness. So <laughs> much. You go have first. your faith in God. <laughs> Literally. Because. Everything pl- comes back to that. <laughs> yeah, everything does come back. But, like, for planning a wedding it and COVID, it's. You never know what's going to happen. Your plans are always changing. Mandisa and I have had to change our plans. I don't even know how many times now. 20, 25, probably. <laughs> no, that might not be accurate. <laughs> yeah, that might not be accurate. Four or five <laughs> yeah. times, probably. But the crazy thing is, like, our wedding is three weeks away. And we're, we, we're still not sure what our wedding is going to look like. And that... That is a little scary and frightening, but knowing that God is good and that he loves us, we know that no matter what the day looks like, it's he's bringing us together as one. So either way, the day is going to be very beautiful and we cherish that. Yeah. For logistic-wise, COVID wedding, yes, be okay with the plan changing a hundred times. Always check in with your vendors because I feel like most of them are just going with the flow, just like you kind of have to, but um, I feel like just checking in with them is good, making sure you can still get your deposits back if things, you know, fall through and that kind of stuff. It depends on where you are. Like around here, it's small town, verbal like confirmation that they'll give you your contract or your your deposit back is fine but if you're in like a big city like toronto or maybe even kitchener like get that contract that says you'll get your money back because that's important and definitely definitely allow yourself to be upset about your plans changing it is okay to be upset like don't people are really well-meaning and they'll constantly tell you the day will be beautiful no matter what don't worry like you know and they're very well-meaning and I love all the people who do that but at the same time it's like it's likely that nobody in your life has ever had to go through this before (laughs) and um the idea that family or friends literally can't come it's like oh I didn't have this person at my wedding and it's like yes but this person can't come to my wedding because they literally physically cannot be here not because they don't want to not because they you know have a job it's like they they are legally not allowed to be here like it's different and um yeah just don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't be upset and that you should just be happy you know no matter what like don't don't stay in your 
sadness about it, of course, because it is what it is and none of us can do anything about it, but just allow yourself a night or two nights or one minute a day to be upset about your plans changing because it is sad and it sucks and it's fine to be upset about it. It's heartbreaking. Like it's, it is. You've probably been planning this day your whole life. I'm talking yeah. to the brides, probably. Maybe yeah. some girls, but <laughs> probably been planning this your whole life. And now it's going to look nothing like you thought it would. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Not everybody. Some people maybe did plan on having a five person wedding, and that's, <laughs> that's true. Right. You always wanted to <laughs> plan in ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. That would be the biggest thing is just. Let, let yourself be upset about it. It's okay. <laughs> and now that your wedding is three weeks away, and obviously your feelings, you probably have a ton of feelings and they're constantly changing. <laughs> but like now that it's three weeks away, like how are you feeling about it? Like how are you having peace about it? Um, I mean, my mom is having all the faith for us right now. We've said that many a time over. She's just she has all the faith for us right now because it's hard to, it's hard to believe still that my family is likely not going to be able to be at my wedding. And, um, and I didn't choose for it to be that way. It's just not possible for them to be here. And so, um, that's still difficult to swallow, not just family, but friends. And that's still difficult to swallow. And, um, I feel like I won't be able to really move past it until the day actually comes (laughs) because really up until the day of it's like nothing is settled. Like it's still, you know, the Atlantic bubble could open literally two days before the wedding. And then my sister all of a sudden can come to the wedding and nothing is really settled until the day of the wedding or the day before the wedding really. So I still feel a little unsettled and a little bit, um, yeah, just a little bit unsure still because really we have no idea what the day is going to look like still. But, you know, as of Monday, we have to make some some solid plans. Um, so that's going to be a little bit tough, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, I'm still excited <laughs> to get married and, you know, yeah. wedding part aside, the marriage part is exciting. And mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, finally get here. <laughs> and even though there's so much like sadness, heartbreak, loss, and, like there's still something to look forward to. So I don't know. That's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Something to look yeah. forward to. And I mean, a lot of our, like our pastor, when we went through our premarital counseling, our pastor was like telling us that we should not take for granted that we've even made it through COVID as a couple he's like, you should not take for granted that you guys are still together. And I was like, (laughs) he was like, yeah, like COVID has wrecked a lot of couples. And I was like, oh, like, I don't, I never, it's never really been a consideration to me. The pastor has the tea and all the couples in the church. Exactly. They're like, oh, really? Who's been hurt for? (laughs) Who broke up? (laughs) That couple in the back row, I knew it. still something to be celebrated and to be excited for and and in the end even though it is 
hard pills to swallow. It really is just about mm -hmm. the union that's happening on that day. And that's probably the important thing. Sure. Good advice. I feel like the past while my opinions about relationships and stuff have changed so much too. <laughs> like, I don't know, hear what you've been through and what your opinions are and thoughts are because I know my views have definitely changed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could probably share for like a long time about everything we've been through in our relationship. Like it's been quite a few ups and downs, but in such a short time. I mean, I guess it's not that short. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it. But, but yeah, definitely if you're drawn closer to God through it all, then that's important. <laughs>